and welcome back to another episode of the Collective Clicks podcast. This is your host, Brandon Bateman, and today it's just me, and I'm going to make a short episode just answering one of the most common questions I get this time of year from people in the real estate investing industry. And that question is, should I continue marketing in Q4? So the simple answer to that question is, it depends. And it depends on quite a few things. And I think just like so many other things, you're going to get a lot of varying answers depending on what someone's personal experience is. And oftentimes they're just projecting their own situation onto you and making it black and white. So I'd like to break this down a little bit uh, more generally as to what things you should consider if you're thinking, should you be cutting marketing? Should you be doubling down on marketing? What is your path basically for marketing in Q4 compared to the other quarters? So the obvious source of this discussion is that Q4 is a tough time in the real estate investing industry. Less people are interested in selling their houses, especially as we get into November, December. And for a lot of companies, this tends to be a time when they struggle a little bit more than they do in other seasons, both with acquiring properties and then also with dispositioning properties if they're doing an immediate wholesale as compared to a flip or something like that. Let's talk about some of the things that you might consider. So, so first thing that makes this pretty easy, in my opinion, if you're a solo operator, if this is just you and you're taking the phone calls and you're disp dispositioning deals and you don't really have any staff that relies on you, then what this really comes down to is what do you want to do? If you are okay not making income in Q4 and you just want to cut that back for a period of time and take a break, enjoy the holidays with the family, whatever the case is, I'm not here to tell you that's a bad idea. So circumstances where I see people cutting back a lot in Q4 is where you have very minimal operations and there's not a lot of things that depend on consistent revenue. However, things get a lot more complicated when you add a team into the mix because if just because you don't care about making money and don't, uh, don't want to work in Q4 doesn't mean that your team feels the same way. Usually they very much want to get paid in Q4 and oftentimes they might have larger expenses this time of year than they do other times of year. So I generally see this mindset across our clients. The smallest tend to be the most variable in terms of if they're marketing Q4 or not, um, whereas our larger clients tend to be very consistent at uh, keeping their budgets stable or even increasing budgets into Q4. So that's something to keep in mind for sure. Because this is a harder time of year compared to other times in the real estate investing industry, you have to decide what you want to happen to your business. Option number one is you can have a decrease in revenue. Option number two is you can have a, an inflation in your costs because it can be assumed that for a given amount of marketing this time of year, you are going to produce less deals generally. That's why some people consider cutting things back this time of year. So if we think about that, if you need to maintain the same revenue, this is where you'll find some companies even doubling down in Q4. It's because you want to keep the revenue as stable as possible and you want to keep things efficient um, for your team so that they're making money. You take an acquisitions manager, for example, that's closed, that's, that's paid based on closing deals. Uh, they might need more leads or more marketing dollars spent this quarter in order to do the same amount of income that they would have in other quarters, right? And some people are sensitive to that. So you might actually want to double down or you just accept that this is going to be a little bit slower of a quarter. But if you have a team, cutting marketing is really dangerous to do because then you have a very unmotivated team at that point that's just fighting for scraps and, and it can leave some pretty major damage to, to your revenue for Q4. I think it's also worth considering the types of channels that you're in and all marketing channels in Q4 work a little bit different. I want to break down marketing channels by two specific parameters or I'm sorry, two 
basically into two categories so that you can start thinking of it that way. Um, because based on that, you might be, you might be thinking one direction versus another. So let's just say you have channels that tend to be interruption channels where you're generating demand. This is what I call demand generation channels. This is going to be like direct mail, cold call, text, TV advertising, right? Cause all these people aren't people that were asking for you to reach out to them, but you still reached out to them. Um, and people would say, yes, direct mail's inbound, for example, but you still went to them with the postcard. So these demand generation channels, they tend to get a pretty big hit in Q4 compared to the other type of channel. The other type is a demand harvesting channel. So demand harvesting channel basically allows you to buy the demand that exists out in the marketplace, but you're not creating that yourself. You're not sending someone a postcard and then they're thinking, you know what, I do want to sell to this cash buyer. You're having someone come looking for you, right? So the channels that we manage, we do a lot of PPC, Facebook ads, and SEO. Facebook ads is a good example of a demand generation channel. PPC and SEO are great examples of a demand harvesting channel. So demand harvesting, the advantage is you're only paying for what comes to you. And that tends to be demand that already exists in the marketplace. So I'll give you an example. Let's just say it's Christmas Eve and you can send a postcard to this person who might have a house to sell, right? What are the chances of them really caring about your postcard on Christmas Eve? Pretty low. Let's just say that person was actively searching on Google for a way to sell their house for cash. What's, what are the chances that it's worth you buying that click for them? Like in pay-per-click advertising, for example, the answer would be very high, right? So some people assume that because the overall demand is lower in Q4 for selling houses, that means that some of these marketing channels won't work. But the reality of what that does to PPC marketing is it just decreases the number of people searching. But if someone's searching and you can choose what price you want to pay per click, if they're searching, if someone's searching, then you can still buy that click and you're guaranteed that this is a person who's searching right now for a way to sell their house. So if it's Christmas Eve and they were actively searching for a way to sell their house, what are the chances that they could be a motivated seller? The chances are pretty high, right? So that's why PPC is going to really divert from other marketing channels. And there are some other components of supply and demand that we have to think about in terms of marketing channels. It doesn't mean that PPC is going to work way better this time of year. But what it usually means and what the feedback that we've gotten from most of our clients is that some of the search engine channels like PPC and SEO through Bing and through, and through Google, you're going to find that they tend to hold more consistent this time of year. It's dependent on a few other factors. So let's talk a little bit about auctions and the different things that could be going on. So in PPC, it's just your standard supply demand equation, right? We have a supply, which is the number of people searching. And then we have demand, which is the number of people trying to buy those clicks. So what's going to happen to the price? You could think of it that like, for example, let's just say the supply is going to go in half, go back to your high school or college economics class, right? And remember what happens when you decrease supply, but demand stays the same, the equilibrium price is going to go up. That's what would cause PPC to get more expensive this time of year. However, something that also tends to happen this time of year is people pull back on their advertising budgets. And if they the demand goes down and the supply were to stay the same, then we would actually have a decrease in price. We see most of the time, and this is going to vary by market. This is where every market goes its own way in Q4, depending on what your competitors decide to do. 
What we see is that the supply pulls back and also the demand pulls back. And oftentimes the price is relatively unchanged. It's just at a lower level of volume, potentially. You could be in a market where everybody pulls back quite a bit and you could even have a return on investment increase in Q4. Or maybe your competitors are just really holding to their guns and looking for the same size slice of pie, but then the pie is getting a little bit smaller. What that means is it's going to be a little bit more expensive for you. So people ask me, is it going to be a better return or a lower return in Q4? And, and it's a hard thing to answer because that's like predicting the psychology and the decisions of all the investors across the country. What I can tell you is all things equal, it would get more expensive because the supply goes down, but demand almost always goes down as well. So depending on how that happens, it will be a little bit different. This also gives some context as to other channels and why they struggle potentially a little bit in Q4. I'll give a great example of this that we know very well is Facebook ads. And now I'm not saying that you shouldn't do Facebook ads in Q4, but what I am saying is whatever return you're used to, it'll probably be a little bit lower in Q4. And the reason is if we just take ourselves back to this standard supply demand equation, right? Because we have to remember with online advertising platforms, this is happening all just dynamically all the time, right? So if you think about supply and demand for social, in this case, we're not paying per click, we're paying per impression. It's called a CPM. That's a cost per 1000 impressions. So your CPMs, as we go into Q4, actually increase because the demand goes up. And then the supply actually stays pretty steady, although because it's interruption marketing or demand generation, in other words, you're probably going to have a, a, a lower response in terms of click-through rates and in terms of conversion rates. So just picture, I'll, I'll just lay out two companies and let's just see who does better, right? You have an e-commerce company and it's Black Friday or that really nice time for e-commerce companies between Black Friday and Christmas when everybody's buying gifts and things like that. So let's just say you're in that type of company. You are actually per person that sees your ad, you're probably going to get more people to click this quarter, and you're probably going to get more people to convert because they're more motivated to purchase in the real estate space per person that sees the ad, you're probably going to get less people to click and you're probably going to get less people to convert because we have to remember when it comes to Facebook ads for real estate investing, and this is even true of TV, for example, as well, you're not competing with your direct competitors, right? Your other real estate investors that are in your market are not your competition. Your competition is e-commerce companies, software companies, government agencies running ads, it could be anybody, right? It's anybody who wants that same prospect. That prospect has a lot more value than just the house that they own that they're trying to sell to an investor. So if the value for everybody else goes up and your value goes down, what happens? You're in a lopsided market where you have a disadvantage, just like you have an advantage the other times of year. So this is why Facebook ads, like I can guarantee you coming into November, the CPMs on Facebook ads will be at least 50% higher and potentially even double what they are now. And then on top of that, you're going to get less people responding in the forums. Now it's, it, that's especially like Black Friday, things get a little bit crazy and then it can go down a little bit and the CPMs are always a little bit all over the place. So that's why it's important to, to just keep an eye on it and understand what's happening. But my point with this is if we're looking at which channels have an advantage in which times of year, search marketing channels tend to have more of an advantage this time of year and social tends to have a disadvantage. The same is going to be true for TV advertising. And that's especially true in election season uh, when you have quarters where that's happening as well, because the politicians are buying up so much ad space that can increase the rates. Um, although the rates you'll find increase more dynamically and flexibly with online channels than they do with channels where a salesperson is going to tell you your rate. Because in Facebook ads, your rate for your ads could be different literally every second of the day. Right? So it's a constant moving target depending on what the demand is. 
So that's something to, to consider. And I know I went a little bit deep there, so I'll just give like the brief summary. You want to think, is your marketing channel a demand generation or a demand harvesting channel? Demand harvesting channels are going to do a little bit better this time of year versus demand generation channels. And then secondarily, you want to think about what's happening in the supply and demand landscape and what is your competition going to be doing? That's where you can find some channels even improving in return on investment because your competitors are sleeping. And that could be some of the best time to get deals. All right. The last thing to think about when you're considering do I market more or less or the same in Q4 is what are you going to do with your team? So if your team, for example, is going to take off the entire time between Christmas Eve and New Year's, should you be marketing in that time? I can tell you a little story from a recent experience that I had last year. We were working with a relatively high volume wholesaler and what they decided is they had this mindset of you never stop marketing. You always want to be consistent. But they also had their team take two weeks off at the end of December. So we went through the, this conversation with them and told them, if you're going to be paying to generate those leads, but there's going to be nobody around to manage them, chances are you're not going to do very well. So you might not want to consider that. But if you're willing to take the hit on return on investment, then it's something that you can do. It just might not be advised. So anyways, they decided to just keep things rolling smooth and everybody was happy. The holidays went great. Client was in a great mood. Everything was good. Then a few weeks later this particular investor started to get very upset because they were looking at the return on investment numbers and they had dropped significantly. When we really dug into what was happening, it was because of a massive a massive increase in our no contact rate on leads and also in the closing of those opportunities. And where the problem was most potent was in that time period where his team was off naturally. You could you're not going to get in touch with the leads as well if you wait a long time to get in touch with them. And then if you do, you're going to have a lower rate of turning those opportunities into contracts. So that's exactly what this person saw. And at that point, they decided to make some major changes in their PPC campaign, which actually wasn't a good thing. Those changes weren't fueled by sound data. They were fueled by the data of what happens if your team's not working, not the data of like lead quality, but this particular company was blaming this on lead quality. And anyways, the PPC campaigns went really sour when they started to make some changes really aggressively. So that's something to think about, right? Cause so many people, you can set this expectation of, Hey, things are going to be worse. You might not want to do that. And you'll say, Oh yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine. And then when you actually see the implication in terms of dollars and cents, it can be really disheartening. So if your team's not working, for an extended period of time. It's one thing if it's like a day or two or whatever the case is. It's another thing if it's a pretty significant time period. If it's a short time period, I'd say keep ads running. That's totally fine. If you're going to take a major amount of time off as a company, you strongly want to consider shutting those ads off. Um, however, just be aware that many of our clients have past experiences in Q4 that are really positive. Things like getting a lead on Christmas morning, that's one of the best leads they ever got and being the only company around ready to do the deal or something like that. And there's different ways that you can look at this from a work-life balance standpoint, depends on what the culture of your company is and things like that. But just be aware that at the times that your competitors are sleeping, those can be the times where it's easiest to get deals done sometimes. And if you are using search marketing channels to drive those leads, you can assume if somebody's looking for a way to sell their house on Christmas Eve, you can assume it's probably a pretty okay lead. And then also if they're reaching out to other companies, those companies aren't going to be quite as on top of their game as they are other times of year. So it's important to recognize that you could treat parts of Q4 just like I like to treat many weekends, for example, as you know that your competition is going to be doing worse. So if you do have the desire to step up, 
And if that works with your team and with your culture, there might be a lot of opportunity available. And that's something I encourage you to look at. So end decision, I think for more companies than not, it actually makes sense to double down in Q4 so that you can maintain revenue, maintain team morale, and you have a little bit of a higher marketing bill, but you keep things moving really smoothly and keep the momentum. I think that's the best for most companies. If you have a team that has an extended time off, then maybe pause things for just a short period of time. And ultimately I recommend doubling down specifically on channels that harvest demand, not generate demand. Although that depends on what's happening in your market and you have to be ready to adjust based on what your competitors are doing with their budgets, because there could be a circumstance if everybody in your market followed my advice, then it could get really expensive. Uh, in my experience, they don't. Something to think about. So that's all I have for you today. I'll see you next week.